morning. I just want us to read a, a few verses from Psalm 81. I mention it verse 11 to the end. It says, But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I give them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. If my people would but listen to me, if, if Israel would follow my ways, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes? Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their punishment would last forever. But you would be fed with the finest of wheat, with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Have you ever tried talking to someone who was not listening to you? Over these past few, about last few weeks anyway, I've been doing a lot of speaking on the telephone to different places and things like that. And you know, when you're speaking to them, you can tell when they're not listening to you. And they just, really sometimes it, it, it feels as though they just don't care about you. But in a spiritual sense, you know, I wonder how God feels when he's trying to communicate something important to each and every one of us. Do we listen? Or do we not? That's a difference. In Psalm 81, 11 to 14, we read a sad report of the people who would not listen to God. It didn't matter what he had done for them in the past, they just would not listen to him. And from the song we can read the nation of Israel did not listen to the counsel of God either. And they followed their own stubborn hearts, it says. And that is the way of some people in this world today. You see, God told Israel through his commandments not to bow down to gods, but they did not listen to them. Instead, in 2 Kings 17 verse 12 it says, They worshipped idols, even though the Lord had said to them, that they should not do this. They just didn't listen to what he was saying. But they had chosen to follow the they had chosen to follow their own ways instead of the ways of God. Isn't that the way of the world today? And do you know what happened to the northern kingdom known as Israel in 722 BC? They were destroyed by the Assyrian army because they didn't listen to God. And they didn't follow his ways either. So God allowed the Assyrian army to defeat them. And today God desperately wants to be listened to. He doesn't want us to turn a deaf ear to what he has to tell us either. And he also expects us to hear what he has to say and to follow it. So this morning I'd like us to think about two points on listening to God. First is how does God communicate to his people? Well, in the past, God has communicated to his people in many different ways. In Genesis 12, verses 1 and 2, God spoke to Abram. And God, the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. We don't know just how God did speak to them, whether it was an audible voice or whether he had some way of communicating. You may remember Saul on the way to Damascus. You know, this man he had, we've been reading it in the morning uh, prayers that Hayden sends out to us. 
that Saul was on his way to Damascus. He was on his way to kill some more Christians. That's what he was on his way to. And uh, was on that road where there was a, Jesus spoke to Saul. Jesus spoke to Saul and said, because the Bible says that Saul fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And that, that just amazes me that, that Jesus can come into a person's situation when he is in totally opposite, opposite to what, he, what he's supposed to be doing. And God also spoke through his prophets. In uh, Jonah 1, 1 it says, God told Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because of its wickedness. Also in Hosea, we, we read that the Lord began to speak through Hosea, who was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel. And it also tells us that God spoke through angels, because in Luke 1, 26-38, we read that God had sent the angel Gabraham, Gabriel to Nazareth to tell Mary that she was going to give birth to a son, and that she was to name him Jesus. So God has used many different methods to communicate to his people. But to how does God communicate to us today? I don't know about you, but God hasn't spoken to me directly. And he hasn't sent a prophet to me either. You know, he sent me a pastor. But not a prophet. And I have certainly not been spoken to by angels. So how does the Lord communicate with us today? Well, there are a couple of ways. That one way is through his word. His word, the Bible. You know, and uh, this is the primary way that God speaks and communicates with us. Because the Bible is a complete revelation of God to his people. And the Bible is God's instruction book for mankind, mankind from the beginning right to the end. Right to up to date. It's, it's the instruction book for mankind. Joshua 1 verse 7 and 8 says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses give you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So, just like the book of the law was, it was Joshua's guide and instruction book in Godly Living, so is the Bible for us today. Some people may ask, <coughs> how does God communicate through his word? Firstly, when we're reading the scriptures, he's communicating through it. He's talking to us through human writers who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And secondly, God communicates to us through the scriptures when we search for specific answers. You know, a few months ago I was worrying about John being truthful. And it was plaguing my mind. And uh, it was about how I would deal with the situation when John left. You know, and I, I was, I was worried about it. So I, I looked up the, the in the scriptures, and uh, I came across the passage in Philippians four verses six and seven. It says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." And you know, it was through this passage that I realised that uh, the Lord was speaking to me and he was telling me 
that I didn't need to worry, that everything would come out right in the end. You know, and that I had to stop worrying. And what I had to start doing was start praying. And that was the difference. You know, and uh, it, that did get me through. That did get me through. And, uh, you know, the Lord communicates us at times through the Holy Spirit as well. And, see, and when we sin, we are blessed with an emotion called guilt. You might think it's strange when I say blessed, but we are blessed by it. And yes, we are blessed because the Holy Spirit is letting us know that we've done something wrong in order for us to correct it. You know, and uh, everyone must have had some, 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 some sort of feeling in themselves. You know, when you've done wrong, you know, something gets to your heart, doesn't it? And that's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's changing your, your thoughts, changing your heart the way you are. And it's John 16 verse is, When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. So when we experience the guilt, we can feel that the Holy Spirit is communicating us to us through the emotion that we feel right at that time. And that's, the, that's that feeling that we get. Also, the Holy Spirit communicates with us in, in teaching and guiding us in the Bible. John 16, 13 says, But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Also in John 14, verse 26, it tells us, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Have you ever asked God to provide you with a scripture, and all of a sudden the perfect <coughs> scripture pops into your head? Well, for me... That's communication. That is God communicating to you. Also, the Holy Spirit sometimes com communicates with us by compelling us or urging us to do something. Paul in Acts 20, 22 20, and 23 says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. And you know, over the past years, the Holy Spirit has urged me to do many things that I probably would never have done unless he had just given me that nudge along the line. And standing here this morning is one of them. You know, some 35 years, if someone had told me that I was going to preach the Word of God in a church, I would have thought they were mad. Because 35 years ago, I was nowhere near where God was. But the Holy Spirit knew. God knew. So in all, in all, God still communicates to us today as well. So that is how God communicates to his people, through the Holy Spirit, through his word. But we've got to keep seeking and we've got to keep listening to what he's what he's had to say. What about the, the second part of what I was thinking was what kind of listener are you today? So since we know God still communicates with us today, we need to be willing to listen to him, don't we? But what kind of listener are you today? I think there are three kinds of listeners. There's the passive lis listener. The passive listener does not come to church very regular. It may be the person who comes, who's the passive listener, is someone who comes for a wedding, someone who comes for a funeral, or just the odd time. 
you know, many people who do attend funerals and weddings or, or christenings, and half the time they probably don't give even a second thought to what the minister has been saying or what God has been saying through the minister. So what will happen to those who do not listen? Well, in 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 it says, He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, a, that's, a, that's enough, isn't it? He will punish. But what is that punishment? Well, it tells us in Revelation that it's, it, it's an eternity in hell. And that's where people will spend their time. Verse 9 of uh, 2 Thessalonians also says, They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out of the presence of God. What a thought that you've been in, in with God, but the door has been closed on you. You cannot get in any, either or get any further. The second one is, what about the selective listener? The selective listener listens to only what he wants to hear. Some people think that all you have to do to be saved is believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, that's a great start. Yes, it's commendable. However, when it comes to baptism, a lot of people don't believe that it's necessary for their salvation. Listen to Mark 16, 16. It says, whoever believes and is baptised will be saved, <coughs> but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So baptism and belief goes hand in hand. They refuse to believe that baptism is important as well. You know, this is an example of a selective listener. They listen to only what they want to hear. And as Christians, we cannot pick and choose what we like and do, not like in the scriptures. We must obey all of God's teachings. 2 John 9 says, Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. What about the eager listener? And I'm glad Edwin's not here because I can pick on Edward now. The eager listener is like Edwin. You know, Edwin loves, his, loves the Bible, but naturally, with Edwin's deficiency in his eyes, he cannot see. But he can listen. And Edwin is so eager to listen to the Word of God. Sometimes he, he, he tends to amaze me, he does, you know, and uh, the eager listener is like Edwin, he comes to church or the Bible studies with ears open and he wants to hear regardless of what God is saying. You know, they want to know if what they're doing in their lives is right or wrong. And if it's wrong, they're always willing to change. The eager listener is actually depicted in uh, Acts 17 verse 11 where Paul spoke of the Barian Christians saying, Now the Barians were more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. You know, these people, they must have been so eager for the word of God. Every day, every day they had read the word of God, or the law of God in their times probably. So if we want to live godly lives, then we must listen to God's will. And then we must put it into practice. And that's where sometimes the hardship comes into people. They don't want to listen to God's will. And they don't want to change their lifestyles. They don't want to change anything that's going on. But the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 11 that if we listen and obey God, we will be blessed. And on the other hand, if we do not listen to God, 
we will be cursed. You know, there's only two two areas. We cannot sit on the fence. We cannot be half half in and half out. We have to be fully uh, eager to do that. So, in conclusion, does God communicate to us today? I would say absolutely, absolutely does. He primarily speaks to us through His Word, the Bible, and at times He communicates through us to us through the Holy Spirit. So I'll ask you a question. Have you been listening to God lately? If you haven't, then you ought to be. God may be trying to tell you something very important that will happen in your lives. I hope and pray that every day we strive to listen and to follow God. You know, every day when I pick <coughs> our lame up, maybe it's from school, you know, you see the kids coming out and they've all got earphones in. You know, what are they listening to? Well, I know they're listening to music and things like that. But isn't it this thought that if they just, if we could just switch that radio station up and put the station on of God, how much this world which might change? Can you remember what I said in regards to 2 Thessalonians 1 8? It says, He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we know what that punishment is. It's eternity and hell. So if we listen and obey God's word, we receive the opposite. And that opposite is a life of eternity with God in heaven. You know, and what a place to be just because you are listening or just because you are reading the Bible or just because there's no just because of it. It's done for a reason. Because God wants each and every one of us to be saved. He doesn't want any to be lost. He tells us in his word, doesn't he? So what do we have to do this morning? One word. Listen. Amen. Oh